Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Charts with Dan. We are a little bit later today because I had my review of the first four episodes of Loki Season 2, which came out this morning. If you didn't see that review, you can click the little box up in the corner. But let's get to the weekend box office, which saw Paw Patrol ascending to the top of the pile. Some people thought it might be that movie. Some people thought it might be Saw X. Some people thought it might be the creator. Well, it was indeed Paw Patrol as we look at the box office top five. Paw Patrol, the mighty movie, holds that number one spot at $22.7 million. Really a somewhat handy victory over Saw X, which did exceed some expectations in second place at $18.3 million. The creator came in a little under expectations at just over $14 million. Then we had The Nun 2, which was the reigning box office champ, knocked down to fourth place at $4.7 million, a 43.9% drop from last week. Then a fourth new movie in the top five, The Blind, which is based on the story of of the Duck Dynasty Patriarch. That made $4.3 million for the weekend and almost $5.2 million since it started playing in theaters earlier last week. A Haunting in Venice has dropped down to number six, a 42.5% drop in its third week and a $3.6 million weekend total. Dumb Money expanded into wide release and it put up an increase of 37.1%, but I still think that this movie is not taking the jumps that it should given the subject matters and the cast involved. A $3.3 million total for the weekend and a 7.1 running total so far. The Equalizer 3 drops down to eighth place at $2.7 million. Expendables 4 or Expendables Spendables drops all the way from number two to a ninth place finish in its second weekend, a 68.8% drop for a $2.5 million weekend total and a $13.2 million domestic total. That franchise is DED dead. And in 10th place, probably, possibly, maybe for the last week, although who knows, is Barbie in its 11th week of release, a 55.5% drop and a weekend total at $1.4 million. For the first time in a while, we had four movies that dropped out of the domestic top 10. After 10 weeks, Oppenheimer is now out of the top 10. Blue Beetle drops out after six weeks. My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3 drops out after three weeks. I guess that's appropriate. And after just one week in the top 10, the horror film It Lives Inside is now outside of the 10 highest grossing movies for the weekend. Looking at the most theaters lost for the weekend of September 29th, for the second weekend in a row, My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3 leads the pack with 1,604 theaters lost, over half of its remaining theaters. Nobody wants to keep this movie around. The theaters are dropping it as quickly as they can. Barbie actually drops a lot of theaters, partially because it went into a lot of IMAX theaters last weekend, and also because the movie has somewhat run its course. It dropped about half of its remaining theater count, 1,332 theaters. It's still in over 1,300 theaters nationwide. The Equalizer 3 drops just over 1,000 theaters. It's still in over 2,100 theaters nationwide. Gran Turismo also drops about 1,000 theaters. It is now out of wide release. It's in 620 theaters. And Blue Beetle also drops just over 1,000 theaters and is also out of wide release. It's now in 948 theaters. A lot of new movies, a lot of room that has to be made. Looking at what I like to call the road to recovery, these are the domestic weekend box office totals for 2015 through 2019, that's the blue line. 2021 through 2022, that's the red line, and then the dotted black line is this year. And you can see that we at least made a recovery from where we were last weekend, where we were pretty much at the same point in the box office that we've been since theaters reopened in the last couple years. So those new original films did produce a rebound effect, although we're still not close to where we were 
pre-pandemic. The highest performing film in the last couple years was Smile, even though the box office weekend overall was pretty low. Its debut last year on this weekend was able to boost the box office a bit. And the highest performing film for 2015 through 2019 was the debut of Hotel Transylvania 2, which is funny because when you think about it, a family film about a haunted mansion, if you will, or a haunted castle, it almost feels like Disney perhaps should have waited to put Haunted Mansion out in theaters this week instead of putting it on Disney Plus this week, but, you know, that's not what they chose to do. Looking outside the domestic marketplace to the top five films internationally, and four of these five movies are from China. That is because this is the Mid-Autumn Festival, or I should say this past weekend was the Mid-Autumn Festival, leading into the week-long celebration of National Day, which is always a big day for Chinese films. The number one film internationally was Under the Light from director Yimou Zhang, director of Hero, House of Flying Daggers, and this year's Full River Red. It's a crime film. And second place was a film called X-Files 4, that's EX-Files 4, not the David Duchovny series, the latest in a string of comedies about romantic hijinks. That series started back in 2014. In third place is a film called The Volunteers to the War, about the Korean War from the Chinese perspective, meaning that the U.S., not exactly a friendly presence in that movie. That's from director Kaige Chen, who directed Farewell, My Concubine, and has also done a series of Chinese history-centered films in recent years, including The Battle at Lake Changjin and My People, My Country. In fourth place is Paw Patrol, The Mighty Movie at $23.1 million. And then in fifth place, another Chinese film called Moscow Mission, about cops that go to Moscow to hunt down robbers operating on the Trans-Siberian Railway. When you combine those international numbers with our domestic numbers, we get our top five films worldwide. And number one is still under the light at $54.7 million. The Chinese gross alone, enough to secure that number one worldwide slot. But Paw Patrol The Mighty Movie moves up to number two at $45.8 million worldwide. The X-Files 4 Marriage Plan is in second place at $41.4 million. The creator is able to muster a fourth place finish at $32.3 million. The only saving grace for this film is that it had a budget reportedly of around $80 million, so the financial loss hopefully won't be too high. And then in fifth place, is the volunteers to the war at 30.7 million dollars so let's talk about some of the movies in the top five and we will start with the number one movie in the country paw patrol the mighty movie which was an impressive debut for nickelodeon animation but not the biggest debut in the division's history when we look at the numbers over the years the best debut for nickelodeon animation was 2015's the spongebob movie sponge out of water which debuted to 55.3 million dollars then 2011's rango the eventual best picture winner for best animated film at 38 million dollars then we had 2004's the spongebob squarepants movie at 32 million dollars this year's teenage mutant ninja turtles mutant mayhem at 28 million dollars although it should be noted that it opened earlier in the week it probably would have taken perhaps even that number two spot if it had opened on Friday. And then in fifth place was 1998's The Rugrats Movie at $27.3 million. And because you see all of those movies happening across many decades, then you know what's coming next. We're going to adjust for inflation. And when you look at Nickelodeon animation adjusted for inflation, the SpongeBob movie Sponge Out of Water is still in first place at $71.7 million. 2004's SpongeBob SquarePants movies adjusts up to over $50 million, as does Rango in third place at $51.9 million. And the Rugrats movie also adjusts to $51.4 million. And in fifth place is Rugrats 
in Paris, my favorite personal Jay-Z song, at $40.5 million back in the year 2000. One thing I like to do on the show is to adjust for inflation. The other thing I like to do from time to time is to just make a chart that's stupid. And so because Paw Patrol is about talking dogs, let's look at the top five debuts for talking dog movies. Now, these are not movies that just have talking dogs in them. These are movies that star talking dogs. So Up doesn't count because Doug is a supporting character. If the movie was called Doug, then it would count. These are the five movies, according to my research, that are the best talking dog movie openings in Hollywood history. The Secret Life of Pets back in 2016, easily the top dog <laughs> at 104.3 million dollars. Scooby-Doo back in 2002 in second place at 54.1 million dollars. Then The Secret Life of Pets 2 in 2019 at 46.6 million. Mr. Peabody and Sherman in 2014 at 32.2 million. And then 2004's Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed in 2004 at 29.4. When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. At Stangy Law Firm, we represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy. 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri. Four million. Saw X also had an impressive debut at the box office, largely driven by positive critical reviews, or at least not bad critical reviews, as well as the fact that Saw movies are so cheap that really it can make $15 at the box office and still put a dent in its budget. So let's take a look at the history of the Saw franchise. When we look at the domestic openings, we can see that Saw X had the sixth best opening in franchise history, just above 2004's Saw. 2006's Saw 3 was the best opening in franchise history followed closely by Saw 4 in 2007, Saw 2 in 2005, and Saw 5 in 2008. So that 2, 3, 4, 5, that's really the sweet spot for this franchise. When we adjust these openings up for inflation, we can see that Saw X drops down to the ninth best opening out of 10 for the franchise, well ahead of Spiral from the Book of Saw in 2021, and a little bit behind 2017's Jigsaw. Saw 3 still has the highest opening in franchise history, at just over $50 million, and Saw 2 moves up to number 2 at $49.8 million. Then we have Saw's 4, 5, and 3D. 2004's original Saw film moves up to number 6 at $29.7 million when you make those inflation adjustments. Looking at the domestic box office total for the franchise, 2005 Saw 2 is the highest grossing film in franchise history at just over $87 million domestically, followed by Saw 3, Saw 4, Saw 5, and then 2004 Saw. All of those films made over $50 million domestically. Then we have Saw 3D, Jigsaw, Saw 6, Spiral from the Book of Saw, which made $23.2 million back in 2021, and will soon be surpassed by Saw X. Right now it's at number 10. By next Next weekend, it could be as high as number eight or maybe even number seven. Adjusted for inflation, we can see that Saw 2 is the box office king at $136.8 million adjusted, followed by Saw 3 at $122.1 million adjusted. Saw 4 falls just short of that $100 million mark with $93.7 million, followed by 2004 Saw, which moves up to number 4 at $90.9 million. The top 5 is rounded out by Saw 5 at $80.9 million. And again, even though the grosses drop over time, it doesn't really matter. It's 
all just less return on the investment. And that's also because these movies do well worldwide, particularly against their budget. These are the highest grossing films worldwide in the Saw franchise. Saw 3 made $163.8 million worldwide, followed by Saw 2 at $152.9 million. Interesting there at number four, Saw 3D, which is one of the lower domestic grocers, has one of the higher worldwide grosses. That's why they probably kept making movies at $133.7 million. Saw 5 came in at $118.2 million. Really, the only movies not to make $100 million were 2009 Saw 6 and 2021 Spiral from the Book of Saw. We will see if Saw X is able to break that $100 million barrier around the world. And this is a chart that I made a few weeks ago. Now, this has not been updated to reflect the latest franchise numbers, but Saw has the best return on budget as far as multiple for any franchise with nine or more entries. It has returned 10.76 times what the investors have put into the films through nine movies. We'll see if the 10th movie can improve on that. So really making a Saw movie is almost an act of accounting. You can make the movie and it's almost guaranteed that you're going to make eight, nine, 10 times your budget back. And that's why they keep doing them. That's why they keep doing so many horror franchises. Sure, they diminish in popularity over time, but when you're making as much money as these movies make, nobody really cares. Behind both of those movies was the debut of The Creator, which is a movie that I really, really liked, but has been a very divisive movie with audiences. I can't remember as many people that were like, viscerally angry at me for recommending a movie. Like I, I got so many comments on my review saying like, how could you tell me to go see this piece of garbage? It was warmed over stuff I've seen a hundred times before. I don't know what to say. I really liked it. I thought that it was fun and pushed the boundaries of sci-fi and was a really fresh and innovative take on this. And I love the imagery and everything else, but you know, other people disagreed and audiences largely stayed away because I don't think that the movie was sold very well. Let's look at the top openings this year for original movies. And when I say original movie, I mean, it's not a sequel. It's not based directly on real life events or people. It's also not an adaptation of a book or a novel or any kind of published work. And the pickets are actually pretty slim. The highest opening original movie this year was Megan at $30.4 million, followed by Elemental at $29.6 million. No Hard Feelings is in third place at $15 million, followed by The Creator at about $14 million. And The Adam Driver fights Dinosaurs film 65 in fifth place at $12.3 million. Of these five films, only Megan is one that could be called a clear-cut financial success. All of these other movies either struggled to break even or will not break even, certainly not in the theatrical window. So as always, franchises rule the box office, and it becomes increasingly more difficult for an original film to actually make an impact. In fourth place was The Nun 2, which continues its box office run, and let's see where it now stands as far as the entire Conjuring franchise. Right now, The Nun 2 is the sixth highest grossing film in Conjuring Universe history. It is now past Annabelle Comes Home, and it's less than $10 million behind the first Annabelle film. When you adjust for inflation, currently The Nun 2 is in seventh place. It's about $12 million behind Annabelle Comes Home. If it can break that $100 million mark, it could compete for that fifth slot on the list, although horror movies do tend to drop pretty quickly at the box office. And then when we look worldwide, The Nun 2 has also moved up to sixth place overall. It's at $232.6 million worldwide, which is just enough to edge out 2019's Annabelle Comes Home. And again, we'll see if it can bypass that first Annabelle for number five on the worldwide list for The Conjuring. 
I mentioned that Expendables 4 had a really poor hold at the box office this past weekend, and it was one of the worst holds for any movie that was in super wide release. When I say super wide, I mean 3,000 theaters or more. When you look at the biggest drop-offs for films that opened in 3,000 or more theaters this year, The Flash had the worst between Weekend 1 and Weekend 2. It dropped 73.9%. That's just a horrific drop. Big George Foreman, you might be surprised that it was in that many theaters, but it was, dropped 71.8% from its first to its second weekend. Then we had Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania at a 69.9% drop, Shazam Fury of the Gods, which dropped a flat 69%, and then Expendables 4 with 68.8%. It makes that top five, it just stays out of that number four slot. So yeah, with the exception of Big George Foreman, all of these movies not box office successes and perhaps an indication that these franchises, DC, Marvel, and now The Expendables, all need a little bit of fresh blood in order to juice their box office performances. We've got a lot more box office to break down, but before we do, I'm gonna thank the sponsors for this week's show. This video is brought to you by Mint Mobile. From pumping gas to buying food to those endless increases in streaming service prices, inflation and price increases are everywhere. Not only will it drive you crazy, it'll also stretch your budget. Thankfully, there's one company out there that wants to give you a break instead of breaking the bank, Mint Mobile. As the first company to sell premium wireless service online only, Mint Mobile lets you order from home and save a ton with phone plans starting at just 15 bucks a month. Think about your mobile plan and then imagine how much you could save every month with Mint. Based on what my plan used to cost, the savings go up into the hundreds of dollars every year. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network, and you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all of your existing contacts. Plus, not having to go into a retail store to sign up means no one's trying to upsell you on plans or devices that you don't want. And setup is easy. Once you're done, there's no going back. Plus, Mint has great tech support if you need help getting started. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get it shipped right to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash Merle. That's mintmobile.com slash Merle. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash Merle. This video is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Think about this. The same company that you buy your Blu-rays from also sells a microphone that goes in your house. And one company runs your email service and is also in charge of how you search online. Now you can put a layer of protection between you and these huge companies with ExpressVPN. When you consider how much time you're on the internet, you should also consider that every site, view, and message is a piece of data that can be tracked and mined. But with ExpressVPN, your IP address is hidden, which means that it's much harder to track what you do and sell your data to advertisers. ExpressVPN also encrypts all of your data to keep you safe from hackers and other jerks. And it's the number one rated service by CNET, Wired, and others. If my computer is on, I have ExpressVPN on, if only for the peace of mind that my activity isn't being tracked and stored and my identity is safe from people who might be looking to steal it. ExpressVPN's interface is so simple, just download the app and with one press of a button, your IP address is shielded and your online activity is protected. So stop handing over your personal data to the big tech monopoly that mines your activity and sells your information. Protect yourself with the VPN I trust to keep me safe online. Visit expressvpn.com slash Merle. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash Merle to get three extra months free. 
Go to expressvpn.com slash Merle right now to learn more. Let's look at some of the weekend numbers, and we'll start with the per theater average for September 29th through October 1st. At number one was Story Avenue, which made $9,474 playing in one theater nationwide. Story Avenue is about a young artist who's falling into a life of crime with one of his robbery victims, played by Luis Guzman, trying to turn him around. In second place, playing in six theaters, was the 4K re-release of Farewell My Concubine, bringing in $8,806 per theater. In third place is the documentary about regenerative agriculture called Common Ground, which made $7,000. $1,863 per theater in four theaters. It sounds like a boring documentary, but the subject matter may very well save the planet. So, you know, I guess that's a good thing. In fourth place and fifth place, we have the two top new wide releases. Paw Patrol the Mighty Movie brought in $5,707 per theater in 3,989 theaters. And Saw X brought in $5,613 per theater in 3,262 theaters. Looking at the movies that were in limited release this past weekend, in first place was the 40th anniversary re-release of the Talking Heads concert film Stop Making Sense. A24 is behind this remaster and re-release. It made just over a million dollars in 786 theaters. In second place was the documentary Carlos about guitar legend Carlos Santana playing in 541 theaters for $366,000 total. Javon in week four playing in 145 theaters brought in $340,000. In fourth place was the Chinese film Creation of the Gods 1 Kingdom of Storm bringing in just over $200,000 in 97 theaters. And then in fifth place was the Wildfire Survival Drama On Fire, bringing in $134,000 in 417 theaters. This movie stars and was co-directed by Peter Facinelli. Now, many of these limited release or specialty films are found at the many independent theaters that are scattered across our country and the world. And I like to take a little bit of time most weeks to spotlight one theater in particular. 10% of the advertising revenue from this episode will go to the theater that is featured on the show if they are a 501c3, as the theater we're featuring this week is. And this week we're talking about the State Theater in Modesto, California, which opened on Christmas Day 1934 and has been in operation ever since, outlasting many of its contemporaries. The state was restored and became a nonprofit in 2005, and the Art Deco design of the 550-seat theater has largely been preserved. The state also opened a small screening room next door called The Jewel, which is a 25-seater, to expand the offerings that they can make available. The state is a mixed-use venue, hosting mostly movie screenings, but also live concerts and events mixed in. This week, you can catch The Blind, Past Lives, and The Original Old Boy, along with special Halloween screenings of Casper, Hocus Pocus, and Aliens on Saturday, with many more Halloween classics to come throughout the month. The state also runs a summer filmmaking class and screenwriting classes for future filmmakers, educational programs, and even screenings where you can bring your dog. The next Bring Your Dog screening is the movie Balto on October 22nd. You can find out more about the state schedule and how to donate at thestate.org. And if you do decide to go see a movie or make a donation, as always, tell them Dan sent you. 
Let's look at some 2023 charts, and we will look first at the fall holiday box office. So this is everything post-Labor Day to the end of the year. The Nun 2 remains the highest-grossing film so far in this box office window until Taylor Swift hits theaters next week at $76.8 million. A Haunting in Venice is in second place at $31.4 million, followed by My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3 in third place at $26.3 million. Paw Patrol The Mighty Movie enters the chart at number four. Saw X enters the chart at number five. Javon is at number six, down two spots from last week. The Creator enters the chart at number seven. Expendables 4 drops three spots to number eight. Dumb Money drops three spots to number nine. And The Blind rounds out the top 10 at $5.1 million. It Lives Inside, Stop Making Sense, and Route 60 were all on this chart last week and dropped off to make room for the new movies. Looking at the 2023 domestic box office, nothing has changed from last week. Barbie remains number one at $633 million, followed by the Super Mario Brothers at $574.9 million. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and Oppenheimer round out the top five for the year, followed by The Little Mermaid, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, John Wick Chapter 4, Sound of Freedom, and Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. This is actually a new chart and one that people have been asking for for a while. These are the top 10 films internationally. So these are the top 10 movies of the year. If you take all domestic grosses, meaning U.S. and Canada, out of the picture and looking only at the box office from other countries, Barbie remains the number one film of the year internationally at just over $800 million. But the Super Mario Brothers movie, you can see, made almost as much money outside of the U.S. and Canada at $786 million. Then we have China's Full River Red at $673.5 million, Oppenheimer in fourth place at $611.9 million, and The Wandering Earth 2 in fifth place at just under $600 million. Then we have Fast X at number six with $568 million, followed by China's No More Bets. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 comes in eighth place. It made less than half a billion dollars internationally at $486.5 million just ahead of lost in the stars at 485.2 million and then mission impossible dead reckoning which brought in 395.3 million dollars from international markets of course as we do with the weekend box office when you combine the domestic and the international numbers you get the top 10 films of the year worldwide and again there's no change from last week barbie's at number one the super mario brothers movies at number two and oppenheimer is at number three all of them are boosted by their strong domestic performances. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is at 4, and Fast X is at number 5, followed by Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Full River Red, The Wandering Earth 2, The Little Mermaid, and Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Before we go, as always, I want to take a look at a weekend in box office history, and we are going back a decade to the 39th weekend in 2013, September 27th to the 29th, where the number one film was the debut of Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2, another animated film and another animated sequel at $34 million, on its way to a final domestic total of $119.7 million. Denis Villeneuve's Prisoners, which was criminally underappreciated by many audiences when it first came out, Dropped 47.8% in its second week for a second place finish at $10.8 million. It would eventually earn $61 million domestically. Speaking of underappreciated, Ron Howard's Rush, starring Chris Hemsworth and Daniel Brühl, is a really good movie that almost nobody went to see. It opened to $10 million after one weekend in very limited release. It would eventually only make $26.9 million domestically. 
In fourth place was the romantic comedy Baggage Claim with a $9 million debut on track for a $21.5 million final domestic total. And in fifth place was a film called Don John. If you haven't seen Don John, it was written and directed by Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who cast himself as the lead character, who is so virile that he cannot be sexually satisfied, even by dating Scarlett Johansson. You wonder why he cast himself in that lead role. $8.6 million opening for a $24.4 million domestic total. Of course, as always, we don't just leave those numbers sitting there. We like to adjust for inflation. And when we hit that inflation button, we see that Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2 debuted to an adjusted total of $44.8 million and an adjusted final total of just over $150 million, with Prisoners in second place at $14.3 million, Rush in third place at $13.1 million, Baggage Claim in fourth at $11.9 million, and Don John in fifth place at $11.4 million. And that wraps us out for this edition of Charts with Dan. Of course, thank you as always to our wonderful sponsors. You can find out more about them in the description below. Be sure to stay tuned right here on the channel for more movie news, reviews, box office, and more. Until next time, stay safe, and I'll see you then. Bye.